Good day. Welcome to the Business Agora, a series of conversations aimed to be supportive in your business and your life, held with our community here at Workspace 365. My name is Michael Benson. I am the CEO at Workspace 365, and I'm here with our community engagement lead, Al Jeffrey, who will be your host for a number of these conversations. Thanks, Michael, and thank you for joining us for the Agora. Agora means the gathering or the exchange. And in these conversations, we hope to connect you with some of the humans of the Workspace 365 community, bring light to their stories, their insights into business, leadership, and well-being, and offer useful resources and tips for navigating business post-COVID-19. So let's dive in. Brian, thank you for taking the time for a quick conversation. No, you're welcome. Yeah, um, we're in a very unique time, of course, and uh, look forward to understanding not only what you do, but how you are continuing to do what you do during this time, and also what you're noticing in working with businesses. Um, I suppose it would be a good place to start just to understand um, where you are now. You're working at home. Where is that for you? Just to maybe paint us a picture of where you are in the world. Yeah, I'm um, working from um, from home today uh, from Yarraville. So we've just had obviously the new new uh, lockdown rules come into place. So I was down in the um, uh, Dream Factory. It's great. Um, been there for about three and a half years. Um, I was working there until until today. Um, but uh, we've now basically um, other members of my team working from home for a while. So um, with this new lockdown, I'm, I'm home and I will be here probably for the next I think the next six weeks plus. Yeah, yeah. And what does your, did you already have a home office or are you um, adjusting uh, things to make it work? I did have a home office, but um, my, my wife and, and children are at home as well. So uh, we're trying to figure out where I'm going to um, set myself up. So all, all, all sort of spare areas have been taken. I lived in home for the last three months. So they've moved around a bit and are getting fed up in their bedrooms as well. So they sort of, um, Taking all those additional additional spaces. I've actually got a lovely little um, studio at the back of the garden, which um, which is a nice place to work. Um, but you know, my wife's in there now, so I'll figure it out today. <laughs> I'm still still just moving around from place to place, mom. Yeah, yeah, lots of shuffling we're all doing. Um, I suppose it's just a great opportunity also to really understand uh, lots of kind of redefine what your needs are in a, in a working space uh yeah and how to make how to make do with less um so i'd love to hear a little bit more about seed information management and also maybe your a bit about your story as to how you you came to start the business yeah sure and um, so well seed information management what we do is we, we help people manage their content and um, so you know, that's everything from sort of from documents to websites to maybe digital assets and um, just video or or, um, or images and um, a lot of it is content based so content's one of those things that sort of exists in every business and um, it has a lot of value and um, that's sort of passed from person to person and is often involved in a lot of different processes that the business might be working with and um, but often it's not it's not very well managed so what we actually do is we provide um, open source systems to um, specifically manage um, information and make sure that it's available at you know, the right times to the right people um, or if it's part of a process that it's sort of managed through that process and then 
on top of that, it's also usually usually people are quite concerned about keeping records of what actually went went on. And um, so, so, so some examples of the sort of work we've done. Um, um, we've done a whole range of different things, but we've done things like um, you know, manage um, content for um, people like Nissan and Toyota for sort of very large sort of websites. I did a lot of different you know, videos and images and, and just you know, words about what the cars are selling. We've done that sort of stuff. We've also done um, things like um, um, we do some sort of, uh, I suppose, for us it's sort of charity work, but it's basically for a very, quite a large um, um, NGO um, that's basically uh, called Liberty, um, Liberty Asia. Um, and it, what it does, it, it basically provides systems and support to a whole lot of um, other NGOs that are fighting slavery and throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And so we provide a system for them where they have a lot of like evidence coming in as part of different investigations that are ongoing for when people are trying to combat um, and save it. And so they collect that evidence and it has to be very, very secure. And then also people uh, yeah, need to be able to collaborate on, on that evidence and make sure that they are using it and, and it's available only to the right people. So, you know, you have the, the on the ground people working in various different countries, Vietnam, some in Australia even. And, it's amazing slavery is happening all over the world. Um, and then they would share that information and people like um, very large banks that are doing, you know, making sure that anybody who's involved in crime, their credit or their, their, their financial um, information is being kept and then basically would be blocked from financial transactions. But also people like um, um, police organizations throughout, throughout the world and, and um, Interpol and those sort of things. So the big, the big part of that sort of thing is, is both collaboration and, and security. So providing systems to help that sort of thing happen. And then another sort of a sort of well, sort of a sideways example is something like we also work with like large insurance companies. So um, we're doing a lot of work at the moment for um, uh, AJG and um, so um, RKJ and Gallagher. Um, which are Australia's largest um, insurance uh, company. And they, um, so we're, we've written the whole system for them to help them sort of manage the whole process of the data that gets moved through during the broking process. So if, you're, if you've got a claim for insurance or, or if you want to open up a new policy and um, you know, provide all that you know, information as you go through and you know, documents are collected, things like identities, all that sort of stuff. So to manage all that information um, through that whole process as well. So a whole real, a real range of things. I mean, I could go on. We've, we've been in business for a number of years now, and so mm. we've, we've done a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But it's really about taking that information, making sure it's sort of it's, it's, it's available to the right people at the right time, and part of that process that that basically you know, is important for your business to, to make sure that you know that it flows correctly and is kept and is maintained and is managed to its life cycle. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that must be. Um, I mean. It, it sounds like it does have a quite a, a creative element, uh, a varying array of clientele, and of course, then client needs uh, requires you to really look at the information and how it might be managed in a, a very different way. Um, so I'm curious yes. how you, yeah, how you got into information management, and um, yeah, I suppose what your curiosity or passion or uh, desire was behind it in the first place. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Um, I, I started off um, you know, working. Consultant, um, obviously you can probably hear I'm Irish, um, mm -hmm. so I, I worked. I worked as a consultant um, in various different technologies. And then when I came to Australia, um, one of the things that um, 
I found is that there wasn't an awful lot of, um, of development work and, and going on over here. Um, so I initially worked um, as a consultant over here for a number of different projects, but then um, I think I came, my timing was, was not most fortunate. I came, um, you know, I basically, my time was you know, 2003 sort of thing, and the Australian economy was in the doldrums from an IT perspective. So an opportunity came along to, to work uh, with information management systems. Um, I found them quite fascinating that basically you know, information does really make up the core of most businesses and most things that go on. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, and being able to sort of manage that structure. So I'd done a lot of database work before that. A lot of applications are based on really connecting to databases and retrieving from databases or just simple data sources and getting information back. But with content, the information itself is what's um, is, you know, being passed from person to person is being managed. And so the fact that if you can, if you can do a good job of using that information, you can gain all sorts of insights into it. And a good example of that now, I mean, these days, things like AI are coming into play. So you can do things like, you know, you can auto-categorize things and you can pull out and um, use natural language processing to pull out um, elements of documents to determine them based on, you know, sentiment analysis or whether or not, you know, um, there's, for example, links between different, um, different, um, you know, topics or, or pieces of content. So, I mean, a good example of that was um, some of the work we did for Liberty Ages. We helped them um, do a mapping of various different people that had been involved throughout different. So, if they were bringing, let's say, a corpus of you know, 20,000 documents on a particular case, they could then look for names and link all those documents together and therefore follow a trail through, mm. through the information source to be able to, um, to determine what was actually going on for certain individuals. Um, and that's sort of, so that's sort of that's sort of the whole uh, beyond the technology the, the ability to be able to sort of look into and see information was um, was was you know I, I really quite quite enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, so um, and and the um, I mean that's really sort of the basis of, of what has kept me interested. And there's lots of different elements to information management. So there's never really a never really a dull moment. Uh, and there's lots of different businesses that work. Um, and they all have their own individual ways of working with things and different paradigms of how they like to do things and what's important to them. And um, so that sort of kept, you know, kept us quite challenged and also interested in, in what, we, what we work with. Mm. Yeah, I imagine it's, well, it is a very uh, systemic practice to really see, uh, see the network of information uh, and to be able to see patterns and draw correlations and, and therefore support, I suppose, more meaningful conclusions be able to make from the information itself, um, or simply more accessibility and transparency across the information, uh, which I imagine is just growing even more and more with uh, with big data. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we actually don't do a lot of big data stuff because it's it's so well covered um, by um, big data applications. Um, mm -hmm. So it's more for us, more in the management of the sort of the processes with the data. And although we do, the, we definitely do analysis of how stuff links together and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's more, definitely more and more insights coming out of, uh, out of information. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the key to it is actually being able to really, you know, um, really figure out the, you know, what, what's important. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's an awful lot of information can be, you know, there's an awful lot of analysis can be done. And there's an awful lot of, like, you, know, you can really mine into information, but you have to understand what it is you're trying to find as well. For some yeah. Exactly. The, the meaning making component, not, not just the data gathering or synthesizing data, but how to actually use that meaningfully, I suppose. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. And so things like blockchain, is that something that you uh, see yourself, do you already uh, use blockchain to, to a degree? Is it something you see yourself maybe venturing in at some point? Or do you see that as, um, yeah, as I suppose, separate to, to your work? It sounds like you have more of a focus on the, the meaning-making component. Um, it's probably more a focus on the process behind the, behind the information. Um, yep. Blockchain, I mean, it's definitely an interest. Um, it's not something that we have had any requirement for as yet, for anybody. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of the blockchain for us. I, I can imagine for, um, that blockchain would be, would be, I mean, it's lots of different uses for it. But from a security perspective, it could be very, very useful, you know, making sure that basically nothing's been tampered with. Um, mm. or, or from, um, um, you know, keeping trails and as we've told them before, keeping sort of like you know, links between different pieces of information. But at the moment there isn't there isn't there isn't a massive need for for what we're doing. Most of what most of the information we're dealing with is not um it's not financially uh, like it's not financial information. I mean it is financial but it's not it's not um it's not part of a transaction like a financial transaction. So there's no need to sort of you know use it um use from a financial perspective. Um, you know, blockchain side of things. So it's not really, not really a direction we go in all that much. We do a lot of, we do a lot of, um, you know, we do quite a lot of um, work around things like searching. What we do is we have to find the correct stuff. So mm -hmm. how you actually, how you actually index, you know, if you've got, if you've got, you know, 20, 20 million um, documents all with their own bits of information, then how do you actually drill down into that to find exactly what it is you're looking for? Um, so we do do a bit of work around that sort of stuff. And um, it's, main, it's mainly for businesses um, that are, you know, have large corpus of information, of documents often that place important to them, and they need to be able to manage that through, through the life cycle and collaborate on things and, um, and basically add in um, like, um, processes around it. So you know, automate a number of those processes so they're connecting to other systems. So we do a lot of integration work as well, um, mm -hmm. so they're connecting to other systems. Um, and then another big part of us was what we do as well is I mean everything's everything's in the cloud these days. So being able to manage large workloads and, and, and architect systems so that basically can scale up and down is required as well. And mm -hmm. it's quite important in what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose that brings me to my next question, which is more about how are you supporting or what are you noticing in either your clients or um, those who are approaching you during this time uh, with more and more businesses if not all being asked to go virtual to a certain degree. Um, yeah, how are you, I suppose, supporting businesses in this time or what are you noticing in, I suppose, within your, your work of information management and maybe um, yeah, systems, processes, procedures, operations and, and taking things to the cloud? Um, what are you noticing during this time? Um, yeah, um, look, it's been interesting. Um, we've probably been very fortunate in that um, although we're generally delivering systems into you know, large enterprises, even even you know, medium, sometimes even very small enterprises, small, medium, large enterprises, you know, we sort of deal with them all. The, 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 one of the advantages we've had is that everything we do is it's all um, either browser-based or mobile app-based, um, and mm -hmm. so every, and everything is accessible um, in, the, in those ways. And because most of the implementations we do are within um, within the cloud. It meant that the transition over to um, for those companies that are using our systems, the transition over to working remotely was very seamless. Um, in some circumstances, it was just, you know it basically the, the organizations had to 
you know, open up open up the firewall a little bit more just because they could no longer provide VPN to everybody. They were, they were potentially just going to let them come in by the public public damn web to get to very secure systems. So security is a very big part of what we do. We've had a few, we worked with a few, and it's been quite, quite fun, we worked with a few um, organizations who have actually, they've sort of specifically hired um, you know, hacking type groups to try to break into their data because of the fact that they need it to be so secure. And so they've hired these groups to try to, to find bugs and, and, in, and, and any security and problems in the software. And they, you know, they've definitely found one or two things here and there, but very, very little. And anything they found, we've been able to then, you know, they've, they've shown us what the problems are, we fix them. So, um, our our, inf our information is generally very secure and it's very accessible. And it basically has allowed these businesses that we, the customers that we have, to continue using the software and really with very little hiccup, uh, which was fantastic. And um, the one thing we have, I mean, the one the, the the thing we have noticed is that as yet, I mean. Probably most businesses are in the same situation from all the time. There's people that, that have the software are really happy and, and continue to use it and definitely don't want to you know, move away from them or anything like that. But mm -hmm. another, as soon as this COVID kicked in, a lot of projects that were in the pipeline to happen were just basically put on hold um, or at this stage just disappeared because a lot of the, the companies are, are just struggling to figure out how they're going to provide services and they're not doing anything new. So they're just basically, um, they're just not putting anything new in. So they're sort of like, you know, it, it is, I find, I find this quite often that whenever there's a bit of a hiccup in, in Australia, that um, enterprises just really lock down and don't spend any money on, on anything new. And so that's, that's a bit of a challenge. Um, our software, I suppose, it's, it really adds to a business and, and the business, um, business um, um, performance. Um, but it's also, if you don't do it, the business is not going to fall over tomorrow. So mm -hmm. our, our biggest challenge is the do nothing challenge. Um, and um, it's our biggest competitor. And um, at the moment, companies are really just sort of in lockdown mode and not really, not really doing a lot of extra stuff. So that's, that's a challenge, a very big challenge for our business. Um, I mean, there's, there's, you know, as I said, you know, the software we provide is good software. It's, it's um, you know, we've very good at the stage with very well honed implementation approach. Um, and um, you know, whether you're a small, medium, or big business, we can, can you know, work quite efficiently to sort of get the software out there. And it's also the subscription model is is a is a per annum, like it's a classic um, um, enterprise based um, uh, open source model where you basically you, you, you pay for your usage per annum. There's no upfront costs, um, so that should work quite well in people you know, getting out there and using the software, but. As yet, things are, are, are yeah. from a new business perspective, and um, it's definitely had an impact. Yeah, yeah, there definitely seems to be a tendency in, uh, maybe not even just in the Australian market, but the you know if it's not broken, why fix it kind of mentality. Um, yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, in these times when we go much more into survival and short-term thinking, uh, which is usually around you know, control and protect rather than creating or innovating or thinking of new ideas. It's much more about back, kind of buckle down the hatches and control, protect what we have got. Um, and you can see things like uh, information management are, are definitely great preventatives uh, and, and have longevity. Um, 
but require a certain kind of long-term thinking, which uh, at the moment, not only in our professional lives, but our personal lives, the, uh, I suppose the, uh, the ability to have foresight and see, see beyond even a month uh, is really, really lessened. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is um, I mean, at a time like this, when, when the, when people are like the, the, the potential is in the jobs and a lot of them, businesses are really competing at the, uh, in a very unknown space. I can understand why basically, um, you know, people are, are not willing to do new projects. I completely understand it. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm wondering if there's anything that you would offer to maybe those listening, small, medium enterprise who, um, you know, understand that there are benefits of, of having certain processes and information management tools in place um, that maybe they can start to implement themselves or just new ways of thinking about processes and internal systems to help uh, with going online and going virtual. Um, are there any kind of DIY tools or thinking models that you might offer? Yeah, I mean, um... Firstly, I think I think it's a great opportunity now to um, to you know, for businesses to, to really think about their processes because um, whereas previously um, you could maybe you know have you know, people could just lots of meetings or or can you know could meet and, and, and figure things out or, or or talk to somebody next to them ask how do you do something like this and um, in the current climate because of the fact that most people are working from home and probably that will stay that way to a large extent I think well beyond this and. Um, it's a good time then to consider well, what do we actually do and how do we do it? And so parts of that we can actually automate um, and therefore to make, you know, um, yeah, make life easier for if we're working in a distributed sort of manner. And that's, that, that's pretty key. And then the other thing is that you know, the ability to find information so that you know you're definitely working with the right information is, is, is very important as well. Um, so if you, if you have, you know, if there's time at this stage, it's a good time to um, consider where your silos of information are, consider how you're actually using them, um, consider if you can, if you can really make things um, um, simpler and um, and more uh, more automated, um, then it will really add to your business. I think once um, once this whole phase passes, um, and you know, there's definitely going to be a lot of business change and you know, increasing competition always. And, and as and as probably as money gets tighter, then it's going to be you know, people really have to consider some of those costs and take them out of the business. Um, and so, so now's a good time to really start working on that. And, and as you're waiting, you know, when there's a lot of major projects put on hold, it also gives the business a good opportunity to really sort of rethink about how they actually do things. So doing a good, a good, I mean, in, my, in our, our mind, it's usually a, um, it's an enterprise architect sort of would do the sort of work where they actually look at the business and figure out what they, what they need from a business perspective. And then it drills down further into then, well, what process do you need to support that? And then what systems do you need to support those processes? And now's a good time to do that. And, um, I mean, from a self-help perspective, um, um, depends on the size of the business. And um, you know, if you're a business which has got you know probably 200, uh, 200 people plus, then you want to be thinking of some sort of content management system. Whether that's whether that's you know something in the cloud that you can just hook into and then start managing information that way, or whether it's actually your own your own system that then also brings in process management and and, and allows you to sort of do various other Bits and pieces of specific to your business, it's worth yeah worth worth considering at this stage. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, a great time to be refining or just reflecting um, on some of the small things, and maybe it is just 
setting aside time once a week to choose one process or one system um, to focus on. Um, yes. But it does take take effort to to step to step back in a way to have that broader perspective when there is the uh, I suppose a sense of urgency um, to be on the front line to be responding to finding new ways to to reach clients to adapt. Um, it is often uh, I understand very hard to step back when we feel like we have to be stepping forward even more so maybe than we we normally do um, in this time. Uh, before we start to wrap up, I'm curious how you are personally um, managing this time. Do you have any any hobbies, any wellness routines? How have you personally stayed somewhat sane during all this? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been it's been <laughs> it's definitely a challenge. Um, up until now, what I've been doing is I've been um, I probably increased. I so I run. Um, so I've been um, I had been building to do the Great Ocean Road Marathon back in May, and mm. then that sort of got canned. So I sort of you know I ran back a bit, and then I basically was meant to happen again in August. So I continued my training then up until um, through through the months of, of you know, June, July, and then um, I was actually then that then, then the, the the August one basically got postponed a couple of weeks ago as well or, or cancelled. So I was actually planning to do a, a, my own personal marathon um, on Saturday, um, but now that um, so I sort of kept the training up. But now that they, they've said you can only do an hour's an hour's exercise a day, <laughs> then yeah, um, uh, that's, <laughs> a quick that's, marathon. That's it. Yeah, it's 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 the, the, that dream is is, is left the building. Um, so, but I do find you know doing exercise and doing running is, is a great way to to just clear your head and basically keep you keep you you know level headed and and, and same um, mm-hmm. um apart from that the other thing i've been doing is um i've been isolating quite a lot and um, um, i've been painting painting front of the house my house just sort of you know one of those jobs a horrible job but basically when you have nothing else to do at the weekend you know you might as well you know sort of say you might as well go out and do it yeah um, yeah yeah um, and then apart from that i mean really um catching up with you know trying to stay um in touch with yeah, a number of um, different friend, friendship groups and um, having a few Zoom calls. Um, and um, um, I believe it or not, did actually manage to get out sailing one day last week as well, just before. I actually got out uh, on Sunday. I got out sailing just before lockdown was announced. <laughs> so, wow. Um, yeah. I, I, I love to sail as well. And I, I actually met, met a group of um, guys down at the, um, at the Zoom factory. Um, um, about two years ago, we, we basically ended up um, buying a, a boat um, between us, sailing boat, and uh, so we sail. We sail, especially in summer, but we sail. Usually, we'd sail every weekend um, yeah. as a group, which is very nice as well. And that's 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 been a lovely way to keep sailing as well. But that will come back eventually. I think I think probably the key to it for me is really sort of you know um, trying to keep focused on work a bit, and um, so finding things to do. So we're, we we've built some of our own applications as well. And we basically um, um, we haven't fully commercialized yet. We're just in the process of doing so, um, and so we're we're going to concentrate in a bit of downtime we have now. We're going to concentrate on, on finishing those off, um, and then we're also reaching out, you know, beyond Australia into other other markets to try to see if there's any opportunities um, beyond Australia. And um, so I think one of the thing one of the things this um, crisis has done is is sort of make you rethink about some of your business models and, and how you can actually basically continue to successful business and, and and Australia is very well placed in the world for for opportunities 
um, especially within Asia and, you know, and also to within the US. So now is a good time to actually take advantage of that mm. and maybe consider, consider, you know, um, consider your business outside, outside of Australia. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, it sounds like you're, you're uh, keeping well and balanced. Um, and yeah, hopefully it's not too long at all until we can all, all get back out to the sea too. Um, how is uh, the best way for people to connect with you? Um, uh, is it through LinkedIn um, or, mm. or just contacts through a website? Really? If anybody basically, I mean, the website's got another contact page, it'll come through to me. Um, and um, yeah, I can just talk to them that way. Yeah, great. And we'll make sure to put both of those in the show notes. Okay, great. All right. Well, uh, any parting thoughts or, or words for those listening in? No, not really. I suppose uh, I mean, my only thought is we'll eventually get to the end of this, this uh, six weeks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Stay sane and I don't know, um, whatever it is you do, do more of it. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, um, you know, as a business, I think one of the, the hardest thing about, I find about being in business is, is the waiting. And, um, and yeah, being in lockdown in this particular phase also makes, you know, means you have to wait a bit more. You're like, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen next? But, um, but it's, a, it's a good lesson for business anyway. I mean, there's, there's, I've, we've found periods of time where we've had you know, six, 12 months where there's very, very little happening. We're thinking, how's your business going to go? Um, and then, then suddenly the next, next year or two, you're absolutely chock-a-block full of work. Um, so it's just you know, having patience and just keeping out of it is probably the key to being successful eventually. Mm, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you for taking the time. Brian? No, you're welcome. Thank you for joining us for another Agora conversation, and we trust you took away something useful. Thank you, Al. That's right. If you are already a member with us, we look forward to seeing you in an office or an event really soon. If you aren't a member with us, we'd love to welcome you to one of our centres across Melbourne, South Melbourne, Footscray, and Torquay very soon. Please be in touch and call us on 1-800-WORK-NOW or on the web at www.workspace365.com.au. We look forward to continuing to connect with you and you with our community here at Workspace 365. We'll see you again shortly.